Got You Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, folks? Happy Wednesday night to you, and welcome to Got Your Back, Y-E-G. Rashog and Strudwick, no Rob Brown tonight, but boy, we have a worthy stand-in. Dustin Nielsen of the Nielsen Show with Lieutenant Eric on Edmonton Sports Talk. Oh yeah, he's back big time over the last week and a bit. Looking forward to catching up with Dusty. I get to be the interviewer. He's always interviewing me, so we switch seats tonight. Talk a little bit of Oilers. How about defenseman Matthias Ekholm also joining us in conversation? And we've got Struddy's World coming your way as well. We're live streaming on YouTube and on Twitter. So we will take your questions and comments in our Ask Us Anything segment. And as always, got your back brought to you by our proud title sponsors, Sherwood Buick GMC. But tonight, I want to tell you all about their sister dealership in sherwood motor cars if you're a lover of high-end vehicles or classics you gotta check out sherwood motor cars they specialize in selling luxury and exotic vehicles to clients both locally and internationally and they got a great event coming up this weekend if you love car shows you gotta go check out cars and coffee bringing together the most iconic and breathtaking vehicles from customs to classics exotics to vintage it's an automotive spectacle you definitely don't want to miss sunday 10 to 1 155 3001 buckingham drive in sherwood park that is cars and coffee courtesy our friends at sherwood motor cars all right, time to check in with the fellas. I believe it's his Got Your Back debut, Struddy. I think this is Dusty's Got Your Back debut. Exciting, exciting moment for him. You know, he's, uh, I think there's a mic attached to his neck. The guy is <laughs> everywhere. I turn on, the, he's on, He's. I'm watching the CFL game. He's on, I'm watching on Twitter. He's on, like, I love it. I can, I feel like we're, I talk to you every day. Yeah, it's uh, I basically I should get one of these mics attached to my hand like yeah. this, so I can just sort of pick it up and go. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Uh, Shaggy, this would be my debut on Got Your Back, but uh, looking forward to chat with you guys. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll get to some Oiler talk in a couple of minutes. We're going to dig in on Ryan Nugent Hopkins a little bit, Adam Ernie uh, for Adrenaline Diesel in our breakdown segment. But Dusty, just wanted to. Uh, just chat with you about how the last week and a half or so has gone really the last couple of months, but like how many hours of sleep are you averaging in the last three months? I can't imagine it starts with a three or a four. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird because I'd say for like the first four or five weeks after the station got killed, I was actually sleeping pretty well. Like I was sleeping in. It was good. <laughs> now, with that being said, sleeping in in our house with a six and an eight-year-old, Shogger, you would remember this, Strutty, you know it. I mean, it's like seven o'clock, which yeah. is still like three hours more than I would usually get. So I kind of had just got used to that when we sort of got like our office and had to start kind of grinding things out. So, um, but like the last, the last week now, because we've been back for a week, 
like getting up at four o'clock again i forgot how much it actually sucks like i always say oh i'm a i'm a morning person i always have been i got lots of energy but for like that first 30 minutes after i wake up i completely hate my life until i get into the office and on there with the guys and everything's everything's good but uh yeah right now it's like the last week man Basically, what I like is I still get to go on the road pretty much every weekend for the CFL to get some sleep. So, so I get some sleep. I actually, you know, I'll get like eight hours of sleep and I'll come home and I'm great for about three days. And then it's like Wednesday and Thursday. I just, I just, I'm, I'm dead to the world in the in the evening. Yeah, you know, Dusty, I, I've noticed you guys have like a, a segment. I, I I can't think of the name right now, but we kind of bring a, a, some eclectic people together and talk about what's going on. Now, I I think this is great. You kind of had this um, with yeah. uh, on the old station, but what is it? And 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 maybe fill our listeners in because I I like it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think I think it's actually it was kind of like our last idea, and it's ended up being a really good one so far. <laughs> and it's, yeah, we're we're just calling it the Hangout, and we had had. Yes. It's every day from nine to eleven. So our show goes six to nine, and then from nine to eleven, you can watch, you can listen live to the hangout. And um, you know, it's funny because we were working on some other shows with some other local people, and we're thinking, okay, well, maybe that's the way it's going to go. And then probably about two weeks before we launched, a couple of the guys we were talking to were just like, you know, we're just not sure that we want to get back into this as opposed to maybe you know try something else. So. So we're sitting around one day at the office and we're like, well, what are we going to do for two hours? (laughs) I'm on again at 11 and 12. I was like, I can't, whatever it is, it can't be me. Like I can't be on from nine to 11 as well. So we were actually sort of just sitting around, hanging out, talking about what we were going to do. And then I think it was Matt Awanek who was like, well, this could kind of be a show. And I was just like, yeah, actually this could be a show. So, you know, we got on our phones and kind of tracked down like, you know, 15 to 20, 25 local people that, uh, don't mind popping by, you know, every once, every couple of weeks, we got a few guys who want to come in every week. So, you know, there'll be big parts of it, but yeah, today, today they were talking about the Babcock thing. Then it got into concerts because Jay Milne was there and he was in a band once and it circled back around to um, like local sports and university football and stuff. And uh, the reaction to that show is actually like, we were, we're not going to say it was a throwaway, but it was kind of like a last minute thing we put together. And it's actually a lot of people really like what we're doing there. And it's, it's kind of unique in the market really. So uh, yeah, the uh, the EST hangout nine to eleven every day is going pretty well. And we'd love to have you guys in once in a while. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Shocker's mic is gone, but I'll, I'll jump in here and I'll say. Oh, I hit the I, mute button. I, Sorry, I, I don't want to. I don't want to steal guys' thunder, yeah. but Dusty, I, I actually think you should give me a little bit of credit. I had a show called Dinner TV. I'm not sure if you anyone watched <laughs> oh, it, yeah. and I actually had that idea. I had a I had a round table once a week of sports for people. And we would do the same thing. So listen, I'm not asking for a piece of the action or I don't want that. I just wanted somebody to acknowledge that I think I stole this from Dinner Dinner TV. I I thought you told all of us that we were supposed to forget about Dinner TV. (laughs) (laughs) Struddy's constantly claiming intellectual property on this podcast. It's no good. Uh, So Dusty, uh, how's the studio smelling? I I wondered that. It's a lot of guys hanging around. I don't know if you sprung for AC or not. Like if I come through the door, what is gonna hit me? I like I think it smells okay, but maybe I'm stinky guy. Like I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. It's you know I like right now. I mean, eventually here Tommy will be at the rink a lot. You know, obviously when training mm-hmm. camp starts and, and things like that. But right now it's kind of it's it's weird. It's kind of 
we got a lot of people texting her like, hey, you guys around? Wouldn't mind popping in, hanging out for a bit. And we're like, man, we got work to do. Like, it's great yeah. when everybody pops around. But then, you know, like for an hour, we're talking to one guy. Then another guy rolls in. We're talking yeah. to him for an hour. We got stuff um, to do. Yeah. But, you know, we do have we do have AC. So it's it's keeping things nice. pretty cool around there. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if we have heat when it gets to the winter. I don't know. But we can keep it cool <laughs> for now. So uh, good question. I mean, we should probably throw a couple air fresheners in there. It's it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's like a a really cool college apartment essentially yeah, like, i can imagine yeah can't wait D to get down there and see D it. dusty i'm gonna let everybody know when we worked at tsn 1260 every now and then we get an email and it was addressed to everybody but it'd be like hey let's just keep in mind uh do we want to keep the offices clean and and the studio clean and stuff and we all know who is addressed to so, Eric. <laughs> no yeah yeah, it was Dusty. So, Dusty, who is the gatekeeper of cleanliness in the studio? I, I would actually, I think you guys would probably think it would be a Wanik, but it's actually, yeah, it's actually Tommy Gazzola. Tommy yeah, Gazzola has like, it. Tommy yeah. Gazzola fixed the toilet this morning. Like, Tommy Gazzola has become a very valuable, versatile piece to Edmonton Sports Talk. So, the yeah. guys have actually been on me a little bit because, you know, we have the beer fridge in the office and maybe in the afternoon after we're done shows, if we don't have to run out or whatever, we'll have a beer and talk about some things. And I've been known for leaving cans around a little bit. And the other day, Tommy <laughs> called me on it. He goes, you're, you're leaving the soldiers all over this place. I said, sorry, man, I get, I get busy. I like yeah. move on to the other thing. I forget yeah. what I had. So uh, Tommy, Tommy has very much kind of become the custodian. Of yeah. the sounds, like, uh, sounds like he's stepping out of his place a little bit. Like I think Tommy needs to, you know, I think Tommy needs to get back in line a little bit there. You know, he's chirping at you about the odd can here and there. The godfather of this whole thing. Right. You've earned yeah, the right I mean, to leave shows, some mess around. To me, Tommy rolls in every day at like 8.30. <laughs> yeah. Myself, Matt, and uh, Eric are there hours. at like 10 to 5. Yeah. So <laughs> he should clean up after us when he comes in. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, we're going to get to Matias Ekholm in our next segment. Had a great conversation with him earlier on today. Talked about his summer, his kids, his family. Talked about what was said in the locker room after the Oilers lost to Vegas. So real solid interview. That's coming up in our next segment. Let's get to the breakdown, though. Brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, one of our newest sponsors here on the pod. They specialize in heavy-duty truck and trailer repair, performance tuning, parts, and sales. Uh, I, I went down and checked it out. It's unreal. I got seven gigantic bays. Marty and his crews have big-time high standards. Uh, they will leave your truck in great shape like it's right out of the factory. Go to Adrenaline Diesel. .ca. So Ryan Nugent Hopkins addressed the media the other day. And, uh, you know, the question, he, he knew it was coming. You're going to be able to get 100 points again? I mean, he knew it was coming. I thought he handled it the first time pretty well uh, when Jason Greger asked him. And then Rob Tichkowski followed up right after and basically asked it again. And this is what Nugent had to say, guys, about the potential for 100 points point season as we head to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. Well, uh, Points-wise, like I said, I'm going to try to uh, continue to grow my game. And uh, I thought the season before, um, obviously, I, I wasn't scoring. I lost a lot of confidence in, uh, in my touch around the net. And uh, I found it again last year. And uh, I need to, to continue on that. And So, Dusty, how would you kind of handicap the chances that Nugent Hopkins can get into that hemisphere again? If you had to bet your studio and all of your intellectual property and all your shows and podcasts on it, what would you do? Yeah, well, actually, I have already bet all of my stuff on this. So, uh, fingers crossed. That it hits. I am leveraged. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's not much wiggle room here for me. Uh, but like, I to me, and we discussed a little bit about Nugent Hopkins today because we're looking at some of like the betting odds on on numbers that people would expect from him this year. 
And and to me, it just comes down to if their power plays deadly again. That's it. I mean, if the power plays absolutely insane again, Ryan Nugent. Now, I I did say this morning, I I pretty sure last year was a career high for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. But if Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes out and scores 28, 30 goals and puts up 88 to 92 points, I mean, that's still an absolutely amazing season. So he can do that even if the power play is even remotely close to where it was last year. If it ends up being where it was or maybe even better, which sounds insane, but with that group, I don't think we would doubt them. Um, you know, he could he could take another run at it. It's just it's such a bump. Like it was, it was you I wonder if we look back on this career in in 10 years and go, well, I had that one season that was insane and then kind of settled in again in that 70, 80 point range. But I mean, I, I'd say he's probably a 90-point guy this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 100, but I don't think anybody can be disappointed if he doesn't get there again. Strutty? Yeah, well said, and I agree with you. I think that he had an incredible year last year, and those those ones are they're so far above what he'd done before. You look at it, he was, a couple of years he was close to a point a game, and those were in shorter seasons. So to jump up that much, that's a huge increase, 25%. So I would think there would be – a challenge for him to get to 100 points but what i liked about nuge last year compared to what we've seen in previous years is where he was shooting from you know i, I saw him take a lot more shots from kind of inside that kill zone rather than kind of distance um and and when you do that you become more of a threat and you get your confidence so i'd like to see him repeat that again i mean nearly 40 goals is, is quite a number um i would be surprised if you get that so i think i'm gonna soften a little bit i I'm, I'm kind of around that 85 to 90 point, and, and that would not be a disappointment, especially at his that price point, Shogger. Shot 18.4% last year. His career was 12.2%. I think you guys are taking the easy way out. I think you guys just both gave the easy answer. Like, either say, now nah, he's going to regress to 70 to 80 points, or say he's going to get 100 points again. But you guys kind of land in that safe zone of like, ah, he's not going to get there, which is the safe call, but he's not going to be that bad, which is also safe. I'm going to not be safe. I'm saying he's getting it again. Really? Yeah, I am. And and I'm I'm probably going to be wrong. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I don't I think Connor McDavid is going to come back and be, you know, in supernova mode again. I think Nugent Hopkins is going to play a ton of time with him again. I think that power play is going to be ridiculous again. I think Leon Draisaitl is coming back healthier than he did last season. He's going to be fantastic. Nuge isn't going to play any less on the power play than he did as much as Struds wants them to run three separate units this season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just see every opportunity sitting in front of this guy again. The ratio of goals to assists might change a little bit, but I think the Oilers are going to be an offensive juggernaut. I think McDavid and Drysaddle are going to raise the bar, and I think Nugent Hopkins is going to hold water. So we'll see. Not the probably not the easiest call to make, but I do think he's got a really good chance of getting there again. Um, I just I, I don't see the opportunity going anywhere, and he's playing with such world class, amazing players that I mean, unless you know his scoring touch completely falls off, he's. Do you see him getting fewer chances next year than he had this year? Well, I, I mean, I would just say you pointed out the shooting percentage. Yeah. I mean, does he does that does that kind of regress back a little bit? If it does, it would kind of bring him down to the high twenties type of thing for goals. I mean, so that's something I would look about. I don't I don't think there's any time you're on the ice with Connor McDavid and or Leon Drysettle, there shouldn't be fewer chances than you had last year. Like even at this stage of those guys' career, when you're like, man, I don't know how much better he can get, he still gets better, which means more opportunity for these guys who are going to be playing with them. So. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you went out and I mean, back-to-back 100-point -back seasons for Ryan Nugent Hopkins would be something that we would have thought was insane three seasons ago. And yeah. if he's able to do that, man, kudos to him.
A little bit of action here on the stream. Uh, Nathan Ushaw says, 80-plus this season would be a great season. Tough to get 100 back-to-back if the whole team is firing. That's fair. There'll be some other guys looking to get their cookies too. Uh, Neil Garrity says, I would rather the Oilers keep more pucks out of their own net than worry about improving their power play. You can try and do both at the same time, Neil. Struds, you are going to say? And I think that Neil kind of stole my thunder uh, in that one. But, you know, what, where's the conversation around this team want to be better defensively? Because if you're going to be better defensively, you won't score as many goals. Now, I'm not going to talk power play, but I think I, I just get the sense after hearing them after that loss against Vegas, that they want to clean that up. And you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't cheat and be a good defensive team. Um, so I, I think that you might see a little bit of softening maybe in, in total goals for for this team. Uh, Because they're going to focus a little bit more on uh, the defensive side of the puck. How do you feel about that, Dusty? I just I believe it when I see it. (laughs) You know, like they're they're just so good offensively that it 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 almost looks like it comes easy to them. And when you have that cushion of oh, we'll just win a hockey game four two four three, you know, it's it's kind of just natural because they're all so geared offensively. But I don't know, Australia. I'll ask you. I'll ask you this. I'll fire it back at you. Does that have to come from the players? Does that have to come straight up from the coaching staff saying, "Listen, guys, like we got to dial this back in here"? Yeah, I think this is a conversation from the players. They they have to decide. I mean, I and I agree. Like it's you know, I wouldn't. I don't exactly remember Leon's quote, but he goes, "We're really good at winning big uh, at like games." by a lot, but we're not good at losing or, or, or like losing small games or something like the that. The point yeah. that he was making, Struds, was yeah. that yeah. they can win shootouts, right? They can get themselves yeah. into a shootout. They can win the run, right. run and gun games. What yeah. they're not good at is taking games that they have in hand right. and making sure they don't let them get away. They need to be better at not letting games get away. So those habits, those habits are taught, learned, and you know become consistent over 82 games. You can't turn on the playoffs. We've seen that now. And I just heard the dejection in their, in their voices after that playoff run. And I, I just think that they're, they, you know, I'll I'll put it this way, guys, if they don't learn to do it, they will not get to where they want to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, do you guys think we'll know that like midway through the season? Like, will you see that by December? Will we be like, Hey, this team's actually figured it out defensively. Yeah, I think maybe even sooner than that, Dusty. Yeah. Like we'll hear them talk about it a ton in training camp. It will be the theme. Uh, yeah. Need to keep goals out of our net. We'll see in the early going if they can do it. Let's be honest, though, guys. Uh, a 10, 15% uptick in performance from Jack Campbell when he's in there. Stuart Skinner comes back, and yeah. if he's got some confidence, goaltending is going to go a long way in making this team look better defensively, Struddy. It'll help, but I, I think you know how to show itself is when we look at the goals against per game. And and the Oilers are now in the top 10 rather than where they kind of found themselves, you know, in the past. I, I The two areas I'm looking at, I, I'm not even thinking about the power play. If it goes up a percent or down three, I, I don't even think about that. I want to see what their penalty kill percentage is at Christmas or halfway through the year and what their goals against, where, where they rank. I'd like to see those, those both of those get up in the top 10. Is it possible? Mm. I don't know. But you, you put a power play like they have uh, with a top 10 power play and top 10 goals against. You know, that means that the goalies are going that you talked about, Shogger, other guys are working like that. Now you've got something. Um, not that they don't have some before, but I'm like, we're, we're talking about winning Stanley Cup. We're not talking about making the playoffs or getting a round or two deep, guys. We're talking about yeah. the ultimate team prize here you're trying to get. And those are the type of numbers they have to really look at. And I, I, I just can't believe Connor McDavid hasn't thought about it, talked about it with his teammates, talked about it with Jay. Like this it's a big difference going from making the playoffs to winning a Stanley cup. And I, I just go back to it post 
series against Vegas, I think I think that was a hard one to learn. No question. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if if that is tangible in their game in the early going, because we're definitely going to hear a ton about it. All right, that was the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. Uh, Dusty, run us through the slate of shows, uh, morning to afternoon, what people can uh, look for. Yeah, um, basically, you can listen to everything, edmontonsportstalk.com. Just click listen live. We have some other plans coming for another ways you can listen to it as well. Uh, but it'll be uh, the Nielsen Show from 6 to 9 every single morning, then the Hangout from 9 to 11, and then the Lock Shop with myself and Hustle, a little sports betting uh, show at 11. And then on Tuesdays and thir- Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon to 1 o'clock, uh, two guys in a goalie with Cass and Gager. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tommy and I have, uh, have the oil stream. And then... You know, we've always got something playing over on the live yep. stream. We replay our show. We have a live show actually right now called the the Hockey Hacks, uh, Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Yeah. So there's there's always something going on over there, and that's what we kind of want to establish with people. Hey, I think that was a little out of line, Struddy. Like, Dusty, we don't mind you plugging your stuff, but you can't tell people what's playing right now. Yeah. Like, they should go switch <laughs> yeah. over right now. I think yeah. that was a little offside, Struts. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that. But uh, uh, no, you, yeah. you're Wiley. You're Wiley. We yeah. know you, Dusty Nielsen. Yeah. We uh, know you. Hey. Oh, Thanks God. for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, yeah, for the first and last time on Got Your Back, Dustin <laughs> yeah. Nielsen of Edmonton Sports yeah. Talk. Dusty, congratulations on the early success. Everybody's yeah. thrilled to see you guys back. I hear nothing but good things out there. So congratulations. And I look forward to the uh, Got Your Back Monday morning mandate uh, on yeah. Monday. Yeah, we'll talk to you Monday. Thanks. Good seeing you, Strutty. All right. See See you, pal. That is uh, Dustin Nielsen of Edmonton Sports Talk. Uh, Happy to have him joining us. Uh, Matthias Ekholm coming up uh, after the break. Uh, Quick commercial, and then we'll get to that interview. Stay with us. You're listening to Got Your Back, Y-E-G, Rashog, and Strudwick. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z dot C-A. All right, as we are here in our Long Shots studio here in Sherwood Park, looking forward to working with Long Shots this season on the pod. Might even have to do some on-location stuff with them. They got locations out on Stony Plain Road and here in Sherwood Park. All right, let's get to the interview, and that's going to be our takeaways segment brought to you by Martin Motorsports, your one-stop marine and recreation shop in business for close to 60 years and stocked up with the best brands in the world. They absolutely can help you live life at full throttle, whether it's on land, on snow, on water, on the road. Begin your adventure with Martin Motorsports. Really appreciative that uh, Matthias Ekholm took 20 minutes or so out of his day today because he's a busy guy, Struds. You think you got a busy house? Wait till you hear his load of kids. Unbelievable. But spent the entire summer here in Edmonton. We talked some hockey. We did. But at first, we chatted a little bit about his life here in Edmonton, his family. They got a brand new baby. So here in our takeaway segment, Oiler defenseman Matthias Ekholm. Getting set for his first full season as a member of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Matthias Ekholm taking some time to join us. Matthias, a lot different when you've got a summer and uh, captain skates and then training camp, uh, a bit of a running start with the team as opposed to the whirlwind that you went through before. Uh, you must feel a lot more settled right now than, than you did back then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's different, but it's also, I was talking to the team doctor today, Dr. Naidu, and he was saying that like, 
how does it feel right now? Because usually I've done 10 or 12 training camps in Nashville. Um, and same doctors, everything's the same. You know the routine. You know what the fit and test, fitness testing is. You know all that stuff. And here, although it's pretty sa- similar and same, it's new people. It's new. Everything's new. So this time of year, you kind of, again, like the summer was fine because it was just us here kind of thing. And then Captain's Gate guys come in. It's fun. And then. Now it's like a little bit too like a reality check where it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm here full time. This is the new the new normal. So it's been good. I feel like the summer has helped a lot in that regard too, where you you settle in because I've been at the rink every day pretty much all summer. So it's it's been great. We're we're super happy to be here. So excited to get the season going. So, I mean, you had the baby, so I know that's the answer, right? Baby Leon came to you, but outside of uh, kids and chasing kids around, what was the what was the funnest thing you did this summer? Did you get up to anything that was that was that was great? Did you take a break? Um, I'll have to say when we went ten days to Hawaii, but that was with the kids, obviously. But yeah, um, <laughs> at least I mean, you know, I've got some two hours every night on the balcony when the kids were sleeping, I guess, to to kind of relax and just get away from everything, the craziness. So um, I think that trip was really good for our whole family and everything, especially after a long season with the trade and a move and everything. It was nice to kind of just settle uh, a little bit and just, just be us. So that, I really enjoyed that trip. You have William, who's five, correct? Yes. Maya is three. And Leon... Oh, sorry, two and a half. And, and, and Leon is brand new. That, mm-hmm. That's a pile of work, man. How yeah. how are you managing with that? It's it's every day, all day, hey. It's every day, all day, and especially for my wife. Again, it's <laughs> everyone says it, but you can you can't say it enough. Uh, there, I mean, my wife is a power woman that does it. I mean, you, you're home for the summer, and um, you kind of get to, even though I work out and I get a break of a couple hours every day. Um, it's a lot. It's especially when you get three. It's it's uh, was it's it tougher awesome. going? Was it tougher going from one to two? Or from two to three, would you say? Two to three, no, no worries there. That's because you're outnumbered sure now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a complete different thing. <laughs> Obviously, right now too. It might talk to me again in three, four years. I might have a different answer for you. But right, right now, it's just because the five and a half year old is kind of like going all the time. Don't need any naps. Wants activities. A lot of energy. And then we have the two month old that sleeps all the time and just kind of it's a bit you kind of need to split up every once in a while because they all can't do the same activities so it's um it's a bit of a hustle but we'll we'll bury our heads here for a couple years and then it'll be better you had a good summer i guess eh? stayed here in edmonton for the most part i know you're back to sweden a little bit but how did you enjoy your your summer in edmonton and maybe getting to know the city in a bit of a different way than you were able to while you got here and were playing yeah, no, and I actually wasn't back to Sweden at all. We were here all oh, summer. Oh, sorry, I thought um, I thought I'd heard you went back for a yeah, couple of no, weeks. no, no. Just to be clear, uh, we were here a whole summer. We were nice. in Hawaii for ten days, but other than that, we were in in the city of Edmonton the whole summer. Got to work out at the rink every day with a couple guys that are here, Hamlin and Skinner and Carter. Um, and then that that only that was really good for me. Obviously, I work out by myself back home, so it's a bit different to have guys. And then we had ice available really close to, so we could skate. And, um, and then just for the family to kind of get settled. Now we live in a, a great neighborhood. We have great neighbors. Kids have found their friends along the neighborhood, and we're a bunch to the community center. We've my son has played community soccer and 
yeah, we've just kind of gotten into the routine and the lifestyle and I kind of enjoy it because it's, it was, it was different from what we had in Nashville and kind of where we had our house there. It was more, um, older couple and not really that here. It's more like the, you just go out in the streets. There are always some kids out there and they're playing and, and our kids are, are getting really good at it and settled and into schools now. So summer's been great. And if there was one summer, I mean, we were already decided whether we got traded or not, we were going to stay the summer. Um, if there was one summer we would, and for the first time in my career too, staying over a, a full summer to, to do it was, was perfect for, for this, just new city and, and just getting, um, routine to everything. So yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Ida, your wife, uh, people may not know, but she's, she's actually fairly high profile broadcaster, uh, back in Sweden. And you, uh, you've, you've always been really good to deal with from a media standpoint. I have to say that you've been very cordial with your time and you always give us good answers. I wonder if, if you're not like that, if your wife gives you heck, like you've got a different perspective because she sometimes does what, what we do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, it's 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 what it is. I've seen her work, and it's been, uh, it's been great. But we got to the point where it was like, well, it's you know, it's uh, the hours you guys put in too. It's not you can't combine living in Sweden, working that much, and then trying mm-hmm. to have a relationship over here. It just doesn't work. So uh, we got to the point where we're like, okay, we'll we'll do this now, and and we'll do it throughout my career, and then when. As soon as I'm done, I'll be uh, the one at home and, and, and doing all that. So um, it's it's been good because, you, as you're saying too, sometimes I feel like guys may take the the media for for granted or whatever. Um, but I also know what what kind of work goes into it. It's not just um, you show up and you have a microphone and then there you go. It's 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 a lot of work. And, and she was really good at what she did back home, but decided to come here and now. Um, in a couple of years, or hopefully I can play uh, three more years, but then hopefully maybe a couple more after that. Yeah, you got another contract in you? Still one more after? Uh, well, uh, hey, I feel good now. I'm 33. Yeah. I get, I get it. It's no, it's no uh, old man's league anymore. But yeah. um, I feel good now. I feel see no reason why. Um, but uh, at the same time, taking a year at a time, don't want to go <laughs> yeah. get too ahead of myself here. Yeah, I, know, I, I didn't. Feels. I didn't mean to take this interview to your retirement plan. No, no. Uh, that, that wasn't really my intention this early in the interview. Uh, I want to get to I want to get to the upcoming season a little bit about last year. Uh, you know, when when the season ended for you guys, the tone that was in the locker room right after. There's been a bit written about you know what McDavid and some of the leadership group had to say, but what did you sense sitting in that locker room when the season was over against Vegas? What was the messaging that you heard from the group, and what did you think about it in that moment? Yeah, it it was a. I feel like it, maybe personal too. It gets harder and harder because I've been in the final, and when you're in the final, you think even though you lose, you're like, all right, well, well, we'll get back. This is we have such a good team, but this team is so competitive. It's so hard to get there. It's so hard to um, get there in the first place. So um, I know that, and and after this year too, we really felt we we like if you want to write out the season, you want to get hot the last 20 games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really did that. I don't know what the record was, but it was really good. I feel like I barely lost. You're the best team in the league to here. close out the year. I mean, you're yeah, the best exactly. team in the league. And then uh, got some adversity against LA, but we battled through it, did it really well. And I'll say game five against Vegas before we got those two penalties, I thought I felt we were in control of, of the series at that point. Um, and then it just 
flips around in a heartbeat and and that's the the margin of error in this game like it's it's just little details uh, about everything and whether it's a call here and there or whatever it is um i think that was the the feeling in the room after was we kind of left it a little bit on the table here like we i think we should have for sure guys felt like we should have done more uh i think everyone felt like we can do more we have team to do more and obviously that's what everyone's been saying i think this team is is capable of doing exactly what Vegas did or exactly what any other Stanley Cup champion has done in the past. So I think it's an exciting time at the same, you got to learn your lesson and you got to learn what happened and went wrong last year. Um, and at the same time, just kind of realize it's a new year. We have a new opportunity and, and we'll just got to keep on building the group because the group is not the same. It's, it's a bit different and, and we'll just have to find a way. Leon Dreisaitl said something in his media availability a couple of days ago. I'll, I'll let you listen to it here. But it, it seems like the difference between the next level for your group, you're down to small margins. I mean, you've got the team, you've got the star players, you've got the depth. And at this point, like the difference between winning and losing seems so finite. And I thought Dreisaitl did a good job of pointing directly to a personality trait on this team that maybe needs to change a little bit. I, you, you should be able to hear him here, Matthias. Here's Leon. You know, sometimes it's just learning, learning how not to lose the game instead of learning how to win it. Uh, you know, I think we're the best team in the league at really clearly winning a game. Um, I think we're not so great at finding ways to lose games. Uh, not so great at finding ways to lose games. You think that's fair that it was about your team getting in its own way? on a lot of nights more than it was about what anybody else was doing? Yeah, I think that's absolutely accurate. It's so it's so clear. I don't think we were, we're a worse team than Vegas at all. I, uh, I think we were... I don't, I'm not saying we're a better... Like, I think we're... It's two even teams. I thought it was an even series up until a certain point, and then that came into play a little bit. We thought we were going to win 5-1, not just sit down, wait, maybe grind a 1-1 game out to a second OT gutsy win. Like, it, it, that just have to come into our game at times and just be more patient with it. Because I agree with you, there's no there's no other team I'd like for, if you want to go with the team that's going to score a lot of goals. I think this is the team. Um, and we just need to learn the lesson of, sometimes it's about defending, sometimes it's about keeping keeping pucks deep, the, the cliches of the game where, where you just kind of kill clock, kill time, kill uh, just non-exciting hockey kind of thing. Boring hockey, if you will. Like, just just grind it out. And uh, I think he's, he's spot on. I think that's something that we can be a lot better at. You guys know how to run and gun. You know how to play that high-flying style. You can play that with just about anybody. But the margins are about those grinding minutes, I think, that Leon was talking about. Evan Bouchard is going to play a lot of minutes for the team this year. He's probably going to do a lot of that next to you. We know the offense that Evan can bring to his game, and, and there's lots of it. Probably even further he can push it as he's going to get more opportunity. How important is it for you and, and, and Bouchard in particular for the minutes that you guys play to make sure that that extra margin is there defensively? And what do you see in Evan in terms of maybe some untapped ability to actually play a pretty solid defensive game when he puts his mind to it. That's that's kind of where I wanted to go first with it. I don't I I've played with some guys that are high end like offensive guys and 
I think Edmund is a high-end offensive guy, but I also think it's – for him, I think it's more just staying with it because I think when he wants to play defense, and he did that for, I think, all of them, almost – I don't think he was a liability at all when I played with him. I think he he's not the guy that will move guys in front of the net. He won't, I mean, kill guys out there with, with big body checks or whatever, but he's always – he's so smart. He's always in the right position. He's – He's knocking down a lot of pucks. He's he's doing a good job defensive. He's got a really good outlet pass, and uh, he's a competitive guy. So I think it's more because I understand from his per, uh, perspective too. Now he's clear cut going to be on the first power play unit. He's going to get a lot of opportunities offensively, and and just not letting that get to your head where it's like, okay, I need to score eighty points this year. You don't just do you do exactly what you did for the last twenty five games you were here. Don't need to do anything more. That's going to help this team a tremendous amount. And, and then just keep trying to, to, like we talked about, play defense when, when the time comes. Because if you're going to play over 23, 24 minutes, you're going to have to defend against anybody in this league. Otherwise, I mean, you just can't play protected minutes for that much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You must feel pretty good about the group you look at out on the ice there during those captain skates though, all your years in this league and you've been on some good teams over the years, but have you ever looked around and seen what potentially is there for you this year? No, no, I haven't. It's that's kind of where we've talked about this, like the, the boring game or whatever in Nashville. I felt like you were pretty good at that, but it was com- <laughs> completely flipped. It was like, we always had either it was Pecorino or it was UC Saros back in the net, which were, I mean, they they both, well, Pekka won at Estina, but I think Juicy will before his career is done. So that's kind of where we started with, with our team there. Here we have two guys on the other end of the ice that are that mm-hmm. capability, the, the top-end uh, talent. So um, I hope to, to be able to, I'll say the, the, the mentality of, of playing in Nashville was like we had a really good decor and we had a really good goalie, so we knew we had to keep the, the score low because that was kind of our strength for a long time. Um, here it's like opposite. If I do my job <laughs> in a game, then yeah. I usually we will win because the, the goal scoring isn't a problem. The problem can be sometimes where we let up two easy goals. So um, I'm really excited because, I mean, again, what we did last year – Coming down the stretch, I, I hope we can find that swag right away and just roll with it. Um, and, and I think for sure it's it's one of the best teams I've been on, for sure. It's going to be a fun one to watch, for sure. <laughs> Matthias, the name of the podcast is Got Your Back. When we have guests on, normally we ask them to tell us a story about a time in their life where somebody had their back, right? Where someone came through for them. But I know some people in and around Nashville that have been around that organization. And from what I can gather... It's more about you having had other people's backs uh, from your time in Nashville. You were kind of the head of the Swedish mafia there. You had a, a big group of Swedes that you were kind of the kingpin of. And from I don't know if there's any stories you can tell us, but from my understanding, you were the one that was always looking out for everybody else. So maybe a bit of a reverse got your backstory for this podcast. <laughs> Well, maybe I should start apologizing because there's, I'm sure there's guys that have held my back in certain situations uh, um, that I could bring up. But, but the one that comes kind of to mind was there was one year I know in Nashville, we had, I think, seven guys from Sweden there. And um, usually Swedes are pretty quiet. They're pretty, they're good team guys that way. They, they don't sure. make a lot of noise, whatever. But um, there's been a couple guys that came through, not to name any names, that uh, 
wasn't always on point for team meetings, wasn't always on time for team buses. <laughs> and we had a team service guy there named Brandon Walker. And, and uh, as soon as everything was going, everything was fine. He left me alone. But if someone was late for something or whatever, they didn't. he didn't usually call them. He called me and was like, what the heck's going on? So I, there's been a couple of times where I've banged on hotel doors at six in the morning because the bus is leaving or whatever. So um been trying my best. It hasn't happened a lot. Uh, most of the guys have been very um i guess uh responsible in that way but there, there's been quite uh a few guys at least that that have been a, a little bit of issues but um at times that's that's been my responsibility i've always kind yep. of been the oldest guy there for, from sweden so yeah they just come to me for that that's awesome yeah i know brandon too we go back uh we go back a number of years and uh doesn't surprise me that he wasn't willing to be the heavy himself he had to hand that off to somebody else so yeah. uh, matthias thank you so much for your time look forward to seeing you down at training camp and uh look forward to what should be a fun season of uh hockey for you guys so much appreciated and thanks for the time yeah i appreciate it thank you for having me and uh i'll see you down the road so strutty if you had beard game like that and were that well spoken? How much longer do you think you would have lasted in the game? Oh no, it, 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 a beard doesn't get you more years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, man, yeah. You got to play like that guy. Like he, he's the defenseman I wanted to be. You know, uh, that's the type of player I wanted to be—the defensive side and just, you know, just be counted on, right? And and I mean, you don't need to rehash the trade, but he was perfect. He's been perfect in the room, you know, on the ice. Perfect partner for Bouchard. Um, man, is he, he just, just fits so many pieces or, you know, fits, fits so many needs for this team. Um, but I love the way he's talking that he's talking about winning those boring games. And you know, I've been talking about this for a long time and not to, to jump, jump over him, but I mean, it's, you have to be able to win close tight games. And that goes back to what we talked to with Dusty. Like that's, that's what this team needs to bring up. And I, I think if he's talking about it, Connor's talked about it, Leon's talked about it. I'm sure Darnell's thinking it. Nuge, I mean, that's five of your leaders. Those are the guys oh, who yeah. going to tell everyone the way it is. T.S. Ekholm joining us on our uh, Weiss Johnson hotline. Get your furnace service now before it breaks down in the dead of winter because when it is minus 30 and everyone's furnace is breaking down, that's not the time to get it fixed, folks. Be proactive rather than reactive. It's always a good idea to have your furnace or heating system serviced and tuned up for winter so you know that you won't have to worry. That's Weiss Johnson. Doobie was super slow on the button tonight. Super slow on the button. Hmm. Uh, okay, Struds. So we changed the name. Yes. Struddy says is where it started. The people spoke. It is now Struddy's world. Well, I was just ripping Zuby behind the scenes because he was slow on the Weiss Johnson button. But he more than made up for it with our new animation you put all that work into the strutty says animation and we crumpled it up and threw it out after three shows but it is now strutty's world so in one moment you're going to see the fruits of zuby's labor with our beautiful new strutty's world animation strutty's world's brought to you by dlr vinyl products my brothers rick and rob you know they were jumping all over this struts you butchered their name all of last season dlr vinyl products just say it <laughs> DLR vinyl not, product. It, it is it's not DLY. I know it. I still like DLY. Listen, I'm not going to make. I'm not going to. They're not changing it. the name. I I just I just need to sit down with them. Just let me get it in their ear. I think yeah. people love it. 
Uh, Maintenance-free decking and fencing. If you're looking at your deck and thinking, oh boy, what's that going to look like next spring? Painting, sanding, staining, all that stuff, and you want no part of doing it? Well, Rick and Rob can help you. They got a branch in Calgary. They got a branch in Edmonton. They can provide you maintenance-free vinyl, fencing and decking. You put it in once. You don't ever have to worry about it. That's DLR Vinyl Products. Zuby, roll the animation. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is someday made before scum. No, but I say it out loud. It does sound a little Hugh crazy. Strutty. <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely great. Good job, Zuby. 10 out of 10. I uh, I get often asked to play in uh, you know in, in charity golf tournaments, and I I've played in quite a few over my my life, and they're fun. Um, you know, generally speaking, if you haven't been in one, you kind of go out and play you know, with a group of guys and then or girls, whatever, and then you afterwards you go back into the clubhouse and you'll generally speaking, it's a steak sandwich or steak meals what you have, and then you there's the accoutrement, you know, like potatoes and salad, whatever, and there's always bread of some kind. So I I've, I've been through this this kind of car wash a number of times but i hadn't seen what happened to a guy who's sitting at my table now i didn't catch his name and it kind of makes it a little bit better but I, I get my food i go out get my food steak and whatever come sit down i start eating i don't think about it then i see this guy wheel over this guy had the normal stuff caesar salad baked potato steak and on top of that piled up was five breadsticks not one five Mike, you might have seen at Olive Garden. If anyone's been to Olive Garden, it's uh, you know unlimited breadsticks. This guy comes wheel over and five, five, five breadsticks. Now I, I, I can't hold myself. I have to, I have to say something. I have to acknowledge it. I'm like, hey man, what's with the breadsticks? He's like, I love them. I love, and I, I don't even know this guy. I didn't play with him. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I, I love breadsticks, and I knew I'd go back and get them. So I started with five. Five. I, I've been in thousands of like buffet lines with my team. No one's taken more than maybe two rolls. I've never seen five breadsticks come off this guy off anyone's plate, and I I couldn't stop watching him. I couldn't turn away. He ate all five: his steak, the Caesar salad, the baked potato. This guy had it was incredible. And afterwards, I just looked down and kind of gave him the old you know tip of the cap, Derek Jeter, good career. Saying I. Guys, I, I I don't really know what to make of it. I don't really know where I'm going with this. But all I'm saying is that I saw some I've never seen in like probably hundreds of golf turns before. Five breadsticks. Have you guys ever taken down five buns, pieces of bread, anything? Like he should join. There should be like a hot dog eating contest he should join. See, this is impressive to me because you said it was with the meal that he crushed yes. these things. See, I... I can't say that I've never had five breadsticks, but it would have been one of those scenarios where we were waiting for a table, waiting for dinner, ravenously okay. hungry, and they had the basket of breadsticks on the table. And so you accidentally crush maybe two, maybe three while right. you're waiting, while you're drinking your water or whatever. I could see that. But to put it, Zuby, on your steak and make the breadsticks part of the actual meal and crush those... Uh, you're wasting valuable stomach space on on useless carbs. I would agree, and I'm I'm something of a carb guy, but I would still agree. And certainly, <laughs> I don't I don't even remember the last time I've been to Olive Garden, but but on the west uh, West Edmonton, there I've been to that one a few times, sure. and yeah, the the breadsticks are. But now my thing now is I hate seeing food get wasted, 
and um, my kids won't eat the crust on their pizza, and I'm mowing crusts now, even though I don't. Oh. That would be my equivalent, Ooh. I think, oh. is I'm I'm crushing crusts now, and that feels like my five breadstick meal, and it's not good. I just wow. feel awful after. Yeah, that's a no. lot. That's the problem. It's a lot. Of, like bread is a lot of weight. It's like pasta, right? It just kind of no. lodges there. Did they and have the so- sesame seeds on them? Were they like the longer, like really hard ones with the sesame seeds on them? I don't know. They were kind of like the soft. <laughs> well, to be fair, I didn't have any, I, but I looked at it. And I, I, I'm very familiar with the breadstick. And uh, it's kind of has that, that I don't know if it's olive oil they put over top. It's a little bit doughy. They were, they look delicious. And so I'm not, I tried not to eat too much bread. Like not, not that I'm Mr. Perfect, but I, I, I try not to, but honestly, five breadsticks. And, and what, you know, it's crazy guys. <laughs> I was sitting with, well, there'd been six other guys counting the breadstick man and me, and no one else seemed to be thinking this was crazy. I'm like, am I the only one who's blown away by this guy? You like, yeah. obsessed. I'm been right with looking. you. Although I do have to say, Strutty, one of the most disappointing things about the story, when you told me you were at dinner with this guy and you saw him doing this, I was like, oh, it's going to be a good chirp. What did Strutty pull out of his pocket? What chirp? Because yeah. you can be pretty sharp with them sometimes. <laughs> Hey man, what's with the breadsticks? That's, well, the, that's the best you could muster. I didn't know why I couldn't listen. This so what happened was they were playing behind us. Like we were, let's say 18A, they're 18B, but we really didn't see them all day. So we hadn't built up a like a rapport, right? And I, yeah, I if that's... I have to have a little bit of rapport before I just you know There's chop some natural rapport. You're underestimating the level of rapport you'd have, even just by being like, hey guys, to the group behind you as they're waiting. Yeah. Like you could have, what would you have said if you could have chirped? I, I mean, like you, you, that would be right in your wheelhouse to just it, decimate somebody with. It does feel like an opportunity lost. You're right. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> but I think I was just so taken aback, you know, like you just, you don't expect to see that. I, I, I've i seen a lot in my time, but that I've never seen. And it's one thing to go back one at a time, but to bring over five, like, and I, I got a feeling he's single. I don't know why. Like I, I just, and not because he, he like, he's a good looking guy. Was it? I just think that someone who has five breadsticks, I don't think that is a relationship. Uh, Curb 84 is chiming in on the stream, suggesting, where did you get those? The breadstick store, question mark from Curb 84. Is, <laughs> Once again, appearing here on the stream. Uh, my favorite line of this whole podcast, we'll call it our gem of the day. I'm something of a carb guy, says Zuby. <laughs> I got carb body and carb energy. Yeah, that's I'm something of a carbohydrate yeah. guy, I would say. Uh, What's your favorite carb? You have you have one oh. thing. Is it bread, pasta? Like, what do you think? Pa- it's pasta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Yeah, like a good, like a gnocchi or something. Oh, oh the texture, just absolutely. Ah, oh, that slays me. All right. That was a pretty solid Strutty's World brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Time to hit the stream because we've had lots of people hanging in with us tonight. Uh, I apologize. I think I might have disabled the comments on Twitter. <laughs> so if people are trying to comment or chirp us on Twitter, I've accidentally oh. muted all of you. So I apologize. We'll try and get that fixed for next time. Uh, super happy to introduce our newest sponsor as well for our Ask Us Anything segment. Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. She's known as the shark of the park. She's all about amazing service for her clients. Buying a house is a huge deal. You need someone you can trust and who you know is working 24-7 to either sell your home or help find you a new one. So if you have any real estate needs at all, call Rini 780-994-0280. Recently showed us a house 
that had a golf simulator in its struts. We weren't really even looking to move, but she knew my passion for golf. So right. she called us up and was like, hey, you should probably come look because you never know. And we had some conversation about it. That's a real estate agent that knows their clientele. Yeah. Love the name, the handle, the shark of the park. I know. <laughs> my God, is that hey, a good name? That is a that, good name. We 100%. knew that that wasn't going to be given to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zuby, what's happening on the stream, man? Okay, well, it is called, called Ask Us Anything, and JL wanted to know if Stretty's Fantasy League commissioner was relieved of his duties, or did he step down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, quick backstory. The first Stretty says at the time of the <laughs> year, he chooses this opportunity to debut this segment on the podcast by trying to get his fantasy manager yeah. fired because he made a little tiny mistake. Stratton, yeah, what did you end up doing? Did the hammer fall? Sack, sack. That's uh, yeah. that's what we want to do. My friend's name is Sack, and we wanted to sack him. Uh, it the the kerfuffle kind of dialed down uh, or, or went down. I you know I don't remember who the first person suggested he should get fired was, but uh, it did it did kind of go down. And now after week one, everyone seems happy uh, with the commissioner's choice. So as he he has his job now, he hasn't stepped down or been fired. Thanks for the question. Following Neil Garrity chiming in too. Struddy looks like he's riding a couple of breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can I see my legs? You want to see my quads? I did a leg workout this morning. Zero. What else, buddy? Um, the idea of the is the is the idea of the captaincy overblown? How much does a Dra Jason Strudwick really care about who his captain is? Of the couple of new captains and a couple of no couple no <laughs> couple like of new NHL. captains announced this week. Hey, Canucks and uh, and uh, Jets and yeah. and how is the idea of the captaincy like like in the media? Is it overblown? How much does it really matter in the room to a to a Jason Strudwick in the room? How much does it matter? Well, I think it depends where you are in your career. When you're younger, it's it's really important. I think uh, because you're looking to them for guidance, but. It's, I, I don't think that, you know, people think that if there's one guy who just comes down and just tells you exactly how it's going to be. I think the leadership group, whether that's three, four, five, six guys, they all have their own strengths. Um, and, and whether that's, you know, talking to guys one-on-one, addressing the group, you know, uh, asking for more energy or, 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 heart, or more accountability, like everyone kind of has their own role. And I, I, it's it's not easy. Like you, you you need a face. I think a Canadian franchises need a face to go up there and talk to the media every day or or, or frequently. Um, but when you're in the room, I, I I just think you look to different people for different moments. Um, you know, like I know Calgary Flames are a team without a, a captaincy. It sounds like they're going to name one with so much in flux. I wouldn't name a captain if I was that team. You know, they have so many pers uh, perhaps guys are going to be moving on or not resigning or. I can't believe they wouldn't trade those guys. I would I would not name a captain and just let it breathe for a while. You know, let it breathe and, and kind of see who comes out the the the, the back end uh, you know, after next summer. So the interesting the idea I mean the question was, does it matter? And I would submit struds and you tell me that, you know, just a, an everyday average captain probably doesn't matter that much. You get a really good, wicked captain that knows how to leverage the role, knows how to be that presence knows how to set the tone. I would think having a good captain uh, would be a difference maker. Yeah, it can help. There's no doubt about it. But like, what does a captain do? So the captain has a relationship with his players. Um, I think a captain has a relationship with his coach, with the GM, um, you know, with the media. Uh, he's, you know, he, he is on top of his own game. He's on top of other people's games. 
you know, those are kind of the things they have to do. And you have to challenge the group at times and understand when they're up or they're down or whatever, like that's kind of your, your job. So it's, it's, it's quite a bit to take on. Um, but again, I, I, you know, you have like, you know, what do they call them? Consiliaries, you know, you have, you'll have guys yeah. who bounce ideas off of, right. And, and see where they're at. I, I remember when I played for Vancouver, Marcus Naslin was there and, you know, I wasn't the the top player for sure. Like he was, but we'd have conversations about guys on the team and not in a negative way saying, Oh, well, this guy sucks. It was more like, Hey, how's he doing? Do you think I should talk to him? Or what do you, do you want to go talk to this guy? Or do you want to challenge the group? Whatever. Right. Like, and I, I always really like that. So yeah, it, it does make a difference, but it takes a, a group of people to, to be, to create a great team, right. Of leaders. I don't think just the one guy like the Mark Messier, I, I don't know that there's many existing on, on the planet. Zuby couple rapid fire and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Uh, if in games that the Oilers dress 6D this season, who's your number 6D on most nights, Broger, Broberg or DeHarnay? Mm, we need to see training camp. It's a jump ball for those two right now. If DeHarnay plays well and looks like he's improved his skills a little bit, that defensive prowess is going to be temptation that's hard to pass up. So I would say right now, DeHarnay, because he had the inside edge to end last year. But I think that's to be determined, Struds, you. They're so different as players. I think they're going to want to have the edge that DRNA brings. And I, I do worry about Broberg's ice time. So I, I right now, I'm saying DRNA because he's so unlike uh, what 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 Broberg's like. You know, Broberg's more like Kulak. So I think you need someone who's just so different and can kill penalties and just be mean. They want mean. Okay, you you guys were both in the game sort of uh, before smartphones, but um, what's the strangest thing that a new coach ever asked of you in a first meeting? Did you guys ever have any? They they couldn't ask you to put your phones up, your pictures up on a screen, but did you ever have a a weird interaction or a weird request from a new coach in the in the getting to know you phase? Struds, you know what. When I played, there wasn't a lot of like getting to know you, right? Like there, I don't, I don't remember sitting down and having a visit. Um, I think you know the teams I signed with. I only remember that Brian Sutter called me when I signed with the Blackhawks just to say, "Hey, welcome to the team," and you know you're gonna have to play. I think he said rambunctiously. <laughs> so basically, I like I can fight. Don't worry. Like it was funny. <laughs> like you know, it, but I don't remember a lot of coaches calling me or even in training camp, like really sitting down and talking to you. So. This is relatively new, uh, an experience I didn't have with the coaches I had uh, when I played. I had a coach call me into the office and say, uh, we probably, Shane Doan's coming back from Winnipeg, so uh, we're going to send you to the uh, the BC Junior League now because uh, he's going to be here in a couple of days. And I said, well, can I just stay till he's back anyways? And he was like, yeah. sure. And then Doner ended up with a strong finish to the exhibition season and stuck around. So uh, my coach wasn't getting to know me, Zuby and Junior. He was trying to get rid of me in uh, in Junior. One last one, and then we got to wrap. Oh, geez, uh, that was my last one I had in the in the queue. Let's oh, okay, see what that's we got fine. Here. What do we got here? Uh, breadstick picks. Oh, Neil Garrity wants to know if you took six of the breadstick. <laughs> I did not. Uh, we had some decent chirps on here as well. Really appreciate everybody. Uh, really good chirping, yeah. Yeah, really good. We really enjoy the uh, chatting with people on the stream. That was Ask Us Anything brought to you by Rini Buclan. Good timing. 
on the theme music, Zuby. You saved us there. You weren't ready. You didn't have another comment ready. I, I should have. If I, I had the finger on the button, I didn't start it. That's your signal that uh, I don't have another music. another question ready. Uh, right on. Great podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the stream. Big thanks to Matthias Ekholm for taking 20 minutes today to have a chat with us. And Dustin Nielsen. Check him out on Edmonton Sports Talk. Strud, Zuby, good job. Thanks for downloads and subs, folks. We'll drop some more podcasts later in the week. Maybe Brownie will be back. Maybe he won't. He said he was going to be available, and I get the text today. Yeah, probably not going to work out. New I guy, Struddy, already. The new guy's dodging the work already. Could have told you. There's no way he was checking in from where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> Unreliable. But again, he's that high-end, mercurial offensive talent. Not to be relied on, but when he's on... Man, is he something. We'll see if we can get him on again. Have a great finish to your Wednesday night. Look forward to chatting again soon. Cheers, everybody.